Hey, longtime listeners, it's your old buddy Shades here, and I want to tell you about the brand new Geeking Out with Shades and Sketch Kids Club for adults who are basically still kids at heart. Okay, let me tell you about this. Do you remember tuning in every Saturday morning to your local Fox or WNAC affiliate? Mine was Fox 64, and I tuned in every Saturday morning with Glee. Saturday morning cartoons were a source of existential joy for me, and they upped their game with the WNAC 64 Kids Club. I remember mailing in, getting my welcome kit. I got an incredibly well-made gold-plated holographic membership card that's more robust than some of my current adult credit cards. I still have it. Got a decoder ring. Didn't decode anything. Trading cards for my favorite cartoons and monthly mailers that dovetailed with the branded interactive content that aired during the commercial breaks. Genius. So after two years, we thought it was about time to create that experience for our very own and start our Geeking Out Kids Club. We've got a whole bunch of swag to share with you when you support the show over at www.patreon.com slash shades and sketch at this level. A three-month commitment will mail you your very own Geeking Out Kids Club member pack. Guys, you're going to get a unique 8x11 poster. Uh, you're going to get trading cards. You're going to get a membership card. And quite frankly, Sketch really outdid himself on the design for this one. Think Blockbuster meets Sequest. So head on over to patreon.com slash shades and sketch. Guys, we're a fan supported show and you're helping us keep the lights on in the GoCo. And we want to go the extra mile for you. So one more time, that's patreon.com slash shades and sketch. Head on over and get your very own Geeking Out Kids Club member pack today. Guys, don't wait too long because supplies are limited. Oh, hello. I'm Sketch. And I'm Shades. And this is Geeking Out, Geeking out with Shades, shades and, and Sketch. sketch. Uh, we gotta go fast. Very fast. Gotta go Faster. fast. Uh, guys, every time you join us, you join us uh, in our GoCo, our Geeking Out Command Out Voice, as we travel the multiverse. Under our Shades. Mandalorian helmets, of course. Under our Mandalorian helmets when we are visiting our universe, yes. of course. Uh, Shades, where are we parked this week? Oh, uh, Sketch, I'm glad you asked. We are, uh, we are holed up, bridled, you may say, right outside the Piston Pit. Somewhere in the outskirts of uh, the American Midwest, on the long road to San Francisco. Like a roadhouse, like a biker yeah, stop? Yeah, all it's missing is Patrick Swayze. Some good chili dogs, I hear. Yes. Wings, and, although uh, they are always delayed. We're waiting on the way. We, we are sitting outside uh, at a picnic table because inside they are still cleaning yes. up. Some sort of kerfuffle. Lots of broken glass. Lots of broken glass and, and uh, toilet paper. <laughs> Uh, and chili dogs. Whoever goes in there next is going to have a real difficult time. Yeah. Oh, what? What's Do you that? hear? What's oh, this? oh, lumber. Oh. Is Hold this? On. My helmet's on straight oh, now. It's, it's Tamoshi. I found the way out. He just stumbled out of the Goko, everybody. Where did you come from? I've been in the Goko. 
You've been in the GoCo since episode 15? For how long? I, I don't know. Since uh, we said goodbye, you wouldn't send me back through the gate. I've, I haven't been able to find the front door. I've been following oh, this that is awful, the problem with the GoCo. awful car noises. No offense. Uh, <laughs> Have you been in the garage? No, it's whatever was going on out here is echoing through my armor. It's driving me crazy. Oh, my, my, all it all it took was a roadhouse my, to be your beacon. My helmet was on the mantle for a little while. I, I kept trying to get uh, your attention. But oh, you guys, we had to make room for all of the other cooler things that we've dusty. acquired since then. It's dusty. We've in also that been bin. disinfecting everything. <laughs> yeah. That uh, that is the lemony sweet cell of Lysol in your in your domium that you smell. I'm not gonna lie, I can't smell anything. It just it oh. feels musty. It's probably for the uh, best. Well, Tim Hoshi, considering you're joining us here at the Piston Pit, um, we are about to talk about Sonic the, the Hedgehog. Hedgehog. All right. Would you like uh, Would you like to discuss Sonic the Hedgehog with would us? Would I? Sonic. Oh man, Sonic is one of like the staples of my childhood when I was in Less Armor. Well, how fortuitous then so that well. you happen to stumble out right now. Uh, before we get into it, do we have a theme song this week? I believe we do. Oh, boy. Quite the theme song. Sonic. Sonic. He, he can, can really, really move. Sonic. Sonic. He's got an attitude. Sonic. He's the fastest He's the fastest thing alive. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Perfect. So, guys, if we are talking Sonic, uh, we're going to spoil potentially everything Sonic, although we are going to focus on the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Certainly the movie, and uh, most likely as many of the video games uh, as we've played, potentially some animated series. I have a lot to spoil, specifically my tone on that song, but... <laughs> one, of the, uh, one of the difficulties of uh, this post... Post-COVID world is uh, synchronization. It really plays with your inner ear. I don't have an inner ear anymore. That explains a lot. I don't think we're post-COVID yet. That's... <laughs> sure. Yes. Correct. Mid-COVID. Mid-COVID. Yeah. Post-normalcy. So uh, what should we start with? Should we start with our personal histories with Sonic the Hedgehog uh, before we get into the uh, actual history? Yeah, I think that sounds about right, Sketch. Uh, uh, guest, guest goes guest first. Goes first, oh, okay. Tim Hoshi. What is your personal history with Sonic the Hedgehog? My personal history with Sonic the Hedgehog actually doesn't start with the video games. It starts with the very first animated series from 1991. Love that series, but what really got me into Sonic and the games was the next animated series, The Adventures of Sonic, when they're in that world that's already been taken over by Robotnik. And then we jumped into the Dreamcast. I played all those games. Um, I won't get into the lore of those games because, I mean, they're just games at that point. <laughs> lore doesn't really come in until later. But yeah, uh, if you didn't have the the booklet in front of you, you didn't. You never knew what the lore of any video game was. Oh, there's so much more to it. It just like back in the days, there there used to be the Sonic Sonic comic series. I think it had something like 200 issues. Yep. Um, I never saw those. 
but I do have um, some fun facts for you guys later from them. Oh, cool. And um, the the major history for me is, you know, it came really when it was Sonic Adventure Battle 2, which is still a mouthful to say, um, that really brought me back to the Sonic as an adult. And then, that was on GameCube? That was, yes, that was on GameCube. It actually was a port to GameCube. That was one of my favorite Sonic games. Is ever. that the one where it's like you have all three characters and you have and it's like a, the trailing view over the shoulder? Yep. No, no, no. I know the one you're talking about where you have all three characters that you're playing at once. Yes. And you no, it's the one where um, each level you're a different character. Correct me if I'm wrong, Tim Hoshi. I'll let you know. But uh, like the obviously like the speed levels are Sonics and there are levels with kind of like flight gliding mechanics where you'd be knuckles and there were others that were mech based and uh, you either played through as the heroes with Sonic Tails and Knuckles or you played through as the villains with Eggman Shadow the Hedgehog and Rogue the Bat. I am I am I right? To yes, you, you, I have uh, no recollection of that game. Oh, that's that game was the best. Excellent. Not only was it just a fantastic game, it was the the soundtrack to it was I still soundtrack was amazing. I still listen to it. Um, so that really brought me back into Sonic. Uh, and then when after college there was Sonic X, and then a series, right? Yeah, that the, was a series, the TV series, but it was based off of Adventure Battle and Adventure Battle Two, and mm-hmm. then it. I don't know what happened to it. I remember that series being out before we went to college. That was probably when I got to watch it. Gotcha. Oh, after college? Yeah. That's when I actually had TV. Gotcha. And then I fell out of the gaming environment for Sonic again because the the games were just plain awful. Um, And... My most recent history with Sonic is the Sonic movie. I didn't get to see it in theaters, unfortunately. Um, the the little tiny suits of iron at, at home kind of get in the way of that sometimes. However, yeah. um, you got to fix that cod piece. <laughs> I keep trying, but the bolt is stripped. Mm. <laughs> That's one way to put There's it. There's an image. Oh my goodness! And I'm just talking about it's just the suit of armor now. Um, <laughs> but I um when it when it came to Amazon, I immediately bought it because I wanted to give the the um the creators the, my money because of what they did for us when they remade Sonic's image a second time. Sonic Gate. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I am. And I've I've watched the movie four times since then and I bought it last week. There you go. Okay. Tim Hoshi. Gotta go fast. Uh Great job. Sketch, what's your history with Sonic the Hedgehog? My first memory of Sonic, I think, was a friend of mine had the Sega Genesis. Um I mean I also had Sega Genesis, but I didn't have a Sonic game, but he had the second one. Is the second one when Tails came in? Sonic yeah. and Tails. So uh, he had that one, and we would play that one together, and he'd let me borrow it. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed that game. It was just so vivid. The, yeah. the colors were just just popping all over the place. I, I loved that game. 
And then um, there was another Sonic game that that was kind of like almost 3D. It had the almost like pinball aspects to it where like you'd go to these bonus rounds where you'd have it, to like it, avoid these big red balls. I don't remember which Sonic that was, but I have very vivid memories of those. You've levels. actually already named the title. I believe it was Sonic 3D. Sonic, Sonic 3D. Oh, perfect. Well, I played that one, too. And uh, I tried to not remember that one because it made me sick. That might be. Well, but you got to admit that was like new. It was was new. Um, Then I didn't play one again and probably until the Sonic Adventure 2 or whatever you call it, which was an amazing game that that came out. I remember when we were in high school and I played the shit out of that game because it was a game, too, that that had a lot of those. you know, a Sonic level is very point A to point B, but it had so many hidden things to to find. It had like so many what you would call like side quests, and I'm a sucker for those. You and, are a uh, sucker for side quests. And it had like a little chow garden where you had to raise the little creatures. And I like like everything about that game. I really enjoyed. Wait, that was Adventure um, Battle Two. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I remember you playing unless they ported the chow garden to other games. I don't know. Other, other games, yeah, I think there was one version for the game. Was it advanced or did they have the 3D S out? Either way, Game Boy had their own version where it, it was literally all Chow Garden. Oh, yeah. It wasn't enough for me to do all Chow Garden, but it was it was a nice little side thing to do. Uh, and that, that also, like, I drew Sonic from that game. Oh, that's what I, I forgot. Timoshi, do you remember that? I forgot. Like, Is that the those are some of my bandana? my. No, where Sonic has a yeah. bandana? No, that's nope. um, I think that's in Riders. Oh yeah, Riders. Is that the one where they like they uh, snowboard, snowboard, and snowboarding stuff and like that? that? Was terrible. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I drew all the characters. That's really when I got into like drawing for fun. I actually, probably. that's actually a good reason, a uh, good thing to bring up. I don't, I don't mean to jump on your history, but it, there was a no, portion free. that I had forgotten. The first thing I learned to draw was Sonic. There you go. And that was, jeez, early. Many years ago. Like third grade. Yeah. See, Sonic is an inspiration to artists everywhere. And you know what I forgot? I also, I had, I remember the old uh, Sega Game Gear? Yes. Yes. What a, that was a great handheld. I loved my Game Gear. And I had whatever the first Sonic was for that. I had, and I played that all the time. I always wanted a Game Gear. Game Gear was pretty sick. I, I, it in a in an age where I had the Game Gear and the Game Boy, like the original brick Game yep. Boy, and and you know you had to play it in the light because it was just olive and green. <laughs> to have a to have a backlit full color handheld gaming system it's was crazy. amazing. Now I I basically only had Sonic. That's all you needed. I can't even think of I had other games, but it, I had so much fun. And the I remember the the music so vividly. Colors and music have always been very vivid in Sonic, haven't they? Oh yes, they certainly have. Um, it, you know, very very bright brights, especially especially the Green Hill Zone is yeah. is always the one that sticks out to me the most as the brightest colors. And then, you know, to bring it to, to modern times, yeah, when the Sonic movie was announced, I was excited, especially when uh, Jim Carrey was attached as Robotnik. Then I saw the original trailer and went, oh, no. 
Oh no! Actually, you know what I saw even before the trailer? The cardboard when cut I out went, in the lobby, the, lobby cut out. Yeah, that legs. was just Sonic like, sitting oh. on the Golden Gate Bridge, right? And you and you were between his legs, like you were you were him, right? Looking down at your legs, but the legs were like so disturbing. Right. And that was the first time a flag was raised for me, and I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> Oh no! Flag on the field. Tweet, tweet. Let's let's shut this was down. That a, was that a sports reference sketch? That was a sports reference. Wow! Uh, it's a crazy time right now. No kidding. And then, and then uh, canceled. Then we saw the, then we saw Take the athletes. Uh, the first trailer, and I was horrified. But then, when they immediately <laughs> stepped up and said, "I was so angry. loud and clear. We got your message loud and clear. We're going to make this right, and it's not going to be released until we made it right." I was like, "Okay." First, I appreciate that you're doing that. Second, we'll see. I will definitely they'll go see the movie because of what you have said. Yep, that's why and, I and bought I it. See it. Saw it in theaters. It's exactly. And then right. I I watched it uh, two nights ago when I was working on the art for this episode. Very cool. There you go. Shades. Personal history with Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, I I got a Sega Genesis in... I, I don't know when it came out, but I got a Sega Genesis when Sonic the Hedgehog was the launch game for Sega. Mm-hmm. So my Sega Genesis came with the original Sonic and Quackshot, which was a mm-hmm. Disney DuckTales game. And those I are the only two games I had for it. I want to say until like the following birthday slash christmas so i had those mm-hmm. two games and i played the shit out of the original sonic game loved it like you said it was so vibrant so colorful um it was just fun in in a way that like um what was frustrating to me uh, being at that age with mario was like once you committed to something that was it so if you didn't time a jump just right that was it like mm-hmm. you just had to watch Mario plummet to his death. But Sonic, you had the ability to control him like midair. And like as mm-hmm. he was falling, you could kind of like run a little bit and direct. And so it was it was a, a little bit more forgiving. And I You could also go backwards. You could go in backwards Sonic. in Sonic, exactly. So like you could explore a level and you'd be like, oh, well, I didn't explore the rest of the level. Or like once you went down like one of those zigzaggy tunnels. And you could also, like, you could, the creators were people who thought outside the box. You could, like, get on top of the loop-de-loops. And I just remember, Mm -hmm. like, my mission to explore all of those areas within a level. And um, I can remember just, like, leaving my Genesis on for days um, because I didn't want to start over as I was progressing through the game and, like, in the days before saving, which is like, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know the, uh, the pain of making it to the last level of something and then the power goes out or you die or like someone trips over the power cord or you just jostled your system enough that it doesn't make the connection and the game freezes and you have to start all over again. Or someone takes the cartridge or out of the takes the cartridge out of the Yeah. And wipes all your save data. Yeah, that would be that would be horrible. It's uh, yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna chime in on that one. Core <laughs> memories, right there. Core <laughs> memories. But um, I had Sonic, and I had Sonic and Tails, and then I played Sonic and Knuckles. Which Knuckles was an expansion. You'd plug Knuckles into 
the Genesis and then you would plug the game cartridge in on top of that and it would make Knuckles a playable character in all of the games. Um, and then there was like standalone Knuckles content that you could play on the disc too. So you could like go backwards. You could go back to Sonic and Tails and replace Tails with Knuckles or replace Sonic with Knuckles. Um, and I, I only ever rented that, but I lived across the street from a video game rental store. So I got to rent it a lot. Um, but then also the, like at the same time, I guess somewhere between Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic and Tails and Sonic 2, the adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, which took place in the post-apocalyptic world where Robotnik had already won, came out. And that was 1993? Uh, I believe so. And I just remember watching that and being so frustrated because um, my like I was doing some like sport at the time, which was either like it was either baseball, basketball or tennis. I don't know which one, but I remember like having to end Saturday morning cartoons to go to that and just being like so angry that I wasn't getting to see how that story played out. And that Boo Sports. Yeah, Boo Sports. And that wasn't the syndicated series. There was another Sonic series that was syndicated and aired on Saturday mornings, new episodes, but also aired like in the morning before school, like maybe when you were eating cereal and if your parents were cool and let you have the television on or you had a television in your room and you could sneak it. I don't know. But there was uh, that series was syndicated and it was episodic and it, that was always on. And Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog was never on. And I remember not getting to finish that series until Tim Hoshi, you bought it on DVD. And it's actually I finally a gift. got to oh, cool. But you let me borrow it. And wait, did I did I get it for you? I might have actually. Um, now that I'm thinking yes, about it. Yes, you did. I think, yeah, that's right. So I gifted it to you because you're like, I loved that series. And then... Immediately took it back, the, watched no, it. No, and then you let me finish it because I think that was the same year sketch. I think I got you Adventures of, of Zelda. Yep, you did get me Zelda. Um, which were Another not classic. comparable not comparable series at all. I remember you were like, oh, nope. great. The worst version of Link ever. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Tim Hoshi won that yeah. year. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I'm perpetually stuck in a suit of armor. Well, now excuse the, me, princess. The, the The adventures of um, Sonic, the one that we're we're all talking about, which I also forgot to say, I watched also growing up. That was the one where he had lots of companions, right? Yes, yes. Uh, and there Tails, was like there wasn't like a bunny Sally. with like a uh, with like a mechanical arm yes, or something. Whose name was Bunny, and I, there was there was a French fox. That show launched so many furries. I guarantee. (laughs) Oh yeah, Uh, Sally was the first furry. Sally was not even kidding. Yeah, that's where is that where furries came from? I I I may be paraphrasing, but she's one of the first furries I had ever seen, and I wasn't looking for them. Well, furries out there, write in. Write in. Let us know. Let us know who who was your first anthropomorphized animal crush oh. and did they come from Sonic? I wonder if it, if it was Princess Sally Acorn. Might, it could have been. Some of the uh, fan art I've seen online has really uh, developed over the years. Oh dear. You mean some of the fan art you've posted online? Is that what you meant to say? Did you misspeak? <laughs> no, no, I did not because I cannot draw with these big gauntlets. 
Is that why that bolt is strict? No, that's the other hand. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh. Um, so, yeah, so that series, um, and then that was the last, I never played anything after Sonic and Knuckles. Um, I guess my next Sonic anything was Sonic X, but that says it didn't come out until 2003, so we were already in college. So I don't know when I was watching that or would have watched that. I have clear memories of like watching that much earlier in life. But again, that must be like my Ready Player One false memory. Yeah. It didn't come out in 2003 and it ran until 2006. Classic Shades false memory. It's got to be. I, I, there's no yeah. way I could have watched it when I'm remembering watching it. Um, An SFM. Yeah. Shades false memory. Yeah, there are a lot of those. That <laughs> there needs to be a longtime listener who compiles all, all of Shades', Shades false, memories. false memories and see if we can like make some sort of whole false backstory. <laughs> that's the that's the Earth that I'm from. That must be the yeah. timeline that I was pulled out of and consolidated into this one. Ooh, maybe that's that's the that's the root basis of double inception fever. Oh, dreams right wow, there. that's amazing. Yep. yep, I love that, brother. Um. And so I remember you having a number of GameCube Sonic games, but the one I'm, I guess I'm remembering is the um, Sonic Adventures, which is the, or, or no, was it Sonic X? It's it's Sonic Adventures Battle 2, but it's the same storyline in Sonic X. Gotcha. And then after that what, was the Shadow um, of the Hedgehog game, which I'm not counting really as a Sonic game. Yeah, because that was more of an adventure game. Right? right, so I mean, Shadow had a gun in that Shadow, game. Like, it, it was he, it was a shooter. He legit shot people, and it was awesome. Yeah, I I yeah, pre-ordered that guy. immediately. Oh my goodness! Oh, I, I remember the stands for those, like in in game shops, like the larger than life size shadows with the. I can vividly right. see it, like yeah, yeah, yeah. facing backwards yep. with the gun at a side. Yep. Yeah, I remember it, that as well. I was so disappointed in that game. <laughs> what was what was the game that that Shades was referencing earlier? that that was like a team where you had like your team following you around i mean tails used to follow you around everywhere but i can't remember a game where you had all three this this i'm was, gonna i'm gonna look it up while we're this talking was a because, specific gamecube game and i remember yeah. like a number of failed sonic games had come out by this point oh, i think you're and thinking it, about the shadow game because you you had a lot of people was following everyone you. in it oh yeah no, so this then was, some they made a sequel in which they added sonic heroes sonic heroes Sonic Heroes. And that is like regarded in Sonic fandom as one of the best games ever. Period. Really? Yeah. People Long-time listeners, apparently I'm looking at a two-hour, 45-minute gameplay video of Sonic Heroes. So if you've never played it, you can watch someone else play it. <laughs> which is, which then you'll basically have my college experience of watching <laughs> Sketch play video games. Yeah. Um, and just oh, I forgot about this team. And then coming over to my place hole. to watch us watch people play video games. Yeah, that was basically my whole college experience, guys. You could go right down that rabbit hole. It's your typical college yeah, experience, typical I college. would say. I never flipped the lights off on you though when I was done. <laughs> nope. Um, and so then my deep cut. The last of <laughs> the last of my uh sonic history is uh once once i my the last teaching position i had one of my advisees uh sonic was their thing mm -hmm. that they drew you know all of the history 
Sonic is their thing. And um, Sonic and is just, your Ghostbusters. For them. Yeah. Like they are Sonic. Yeah. yeah. I gotcha. It's that, you know, in the way that like Ghostbusters or like Star Trek or Star Wars is someone's thing. Sonic the Hedgehog is their thing. And um knows everything about Sonic and all of the lore and all of the histories and all of the games. And I just remember I was like, yeah, Sonic 2, the one with Tails. He was like, no. They're like, no, Sonic 2 is a different game. Sonic and Tails is not Sonic 2. And I'm like, I I played it. I the second game that came out is Sonic and Tails. That's that's Sonic 2. No, Sonic 2 is a different game. And it was like, who's on first? Only with Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, you're like, yeah, Sonic, Sonic, Sonic Battle, whatever. Sonic Battle 2. No. Two Sonic, two hedgehogs. That's, <laughs> that's their thing, and must have been so frustrated. Been so frustrated with my ignorance of Sonic the Hedgehog, which I thought Sonic the Hedgehog Tokyo Drift actually works. <laughs> Sonic. Is that a thing? The family. No, I'm just saying. Like you could see. I it. mean, you could with, see it with work. his real grinding shoes, he's oh, got yeah. now. Yeah, easy. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at the. Um, I forgot some of these characters in Sonic Heroes. There's so many characters in that game. There's, there's, okay. One of the teams is Espio the Chameleon, Charmy B, and Vector the Crocodile. Don't like any of them. And and then another team is Amy, which is fine. E one two three Omega, which is a big robot, and Cream the Rabbit. Yes. And don't forget her Chow Cheese. Her Chow, yes. Cream and cheese. <laughs> so many puns. Oh, that's funny. I did not. I didn't know that Chow's name was Cheese. Yeah, that's great. Wow. My, my daughter oh, points big, it out all the time. And Big the Cat. Yeah. Big the Cat. We're going to name you Big. <laughs> oh, my bad. E123 Omega was on Rogue and uh, Shadows. Glad Steve. we cleared that up, guys. Yeah. A lot, of, was really... a lot of mail coming in right as we spoke. Yeah, a lot of fan mail coming our way. Yep. I keep Thank putting it through my, my helmet slots. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff in your cavity with fan mail. Um. Anywho, yeah. So I, I and, never, and then you saw the movie, and then I, I saw, I saw the lobby poster with Sonic's legs, and I think I was still teaching at that point. And but you know, my is, advice is that made like, you quit. And immediately, we're, I was going to say, like, immediately decided like, to quit. I was. Uh, <laughs> I was in the theater this weekend and saw a lobby poster with Sonic's legs. I'm worried. And they were like, yeah, this is not good. This is not going to be good. Um, because in 2013, they made a live action Sonic fan film and Jaleel White came back and voiced Sonic. And for a, for a no budget fan made trailer, it's actually really good. Um, the animation's not great, as you might imagine, for a you know a fan made movie, but it's it's pretty damn good for 2013, and um, and I've done that down, and uh, it's it's on YouTube, uh, it's readily accessible, but uh, I just remember they were you know we both kind of quit at that point where this is not going to be good live action Sonic, um, that must have been like 26, late 2016, early 2017. Oh, well, there yeah, it is. There, oh, there are the legs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. Just sharing the legs. I that is like, remember that so... now. <laughs> it's haunting. It is. Because, because, for starters. We're looking at his inner thigh. 
Yeah, we're looking at their fight, and then that is not eye level. Not, like you can't not, look at that and not, say, not only, "Oh, I'm I'm Sonic the right, Hedgehog." Right, 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 exactly. You don't look at your own legs that way. Right. You are squarely at at navel height yeah, max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The proportions are all wrong. I was just, yep. I remember seeing that, and just, <laughs> I had wiped that whole memory from from existence. I can't. Well, there you go. Please take, the, welcome back. The, please take the, it back. The meaty thighs and uh, rippled calves. It was, yeah. It's so disturbing. It's so it really disturbing. Is. It's like they just took a human runner, took that picture, and then just glued, glued on some, some fur. It, it, yeah. it literally looks like they took two separate legs and propped them up somewhere. <laughs> Clearly, too. Like they're I mean, not attached the, to anything. If you look at the right one, it's so, like, proportioned. It's bent at this weird, like, unnatural angle. And you can tell it's, like, photoshopped because, like, the foot takes up the entirety of the shoe but then yeah. the leg is not proportional to the and he, yeah and, and you guys are right because guys we're we're getting into this poster <laughs> we <are>. guys <laughs> we're gonna have to post this somewhere so that people can follow along Heck at home yeah if you look at the right leg like if you naturally follow the line back down right. from the knee it is Allow- it's almost like we're looking at two separate people and we're in between the two separate people yeah. and i'm 100 more okay with right. that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like two sexy cookie monsters are on a romantic date. <laughs> I love that. It's uh yeah, there's no way that is like the only way that that works is if we're like um the size of barley in onward and like resting on like that Sonic's chest. Yeah. It's yeah. just not or if we were if we were cheese. Or, yeah. Or a similar chaff. Yeah. Like stuck in Sonic's navel. Before I take this down, <laughs> please do. Um, I can't handle the shoes anymore. But I will say, big missed opportunity in the movie to do nothing on the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I feel like they were, I feel like that was the entire reason that San Francisco was the location of the big climax, and we never did anything on the Golden Gate Bridge. Sketch, do you know when this lobby poster was released? Mm, early 2019. Like early, early 2019? No, it had to be earlier guess. than that. It had to be earlier than that. Okay. When, what, I feel, do you know? I feel like this, the poster dropped some point in 2018 because I was still teaching. Hmm. Um, it must have because I still had time to go to the theaters. I remember seeing December the 16th, the 2018. There you go. December 16th, 2018. Okay. So almost 2019. I was super close. When I said really early 2019, I mean, I'm super close. Depending upon what time zone you're in, you could have been right. Should we? Could have been right. Should we get into the the movie history? Yeah, we got to get into the movie. Let's stop talking about the poster. Okay. And we'll start talking about the movie. Siri wants Siri just popped on and tried to answer for me without me asking oh. for it. That was weird. Thanks, Siri. Sorry. Eggman's listening. Seriously. Okay. Sonic the Hedgehog. Development of a Sonic movie began in 1993 in part due to the success of the Adventures of the Sonic the Hedgehog series. Sega put the project on hold due to fears about the, the um, dangering the brand after the demise and disaster of the Mario Brothers movie. It's fair. But Sega did, however, move forward at MGM after the success of the show. 
The film moved studios to DreamWorks in 1995 with Richard Jeffries attached to write the script, but was eventually shelled again due to creative differences between Sony and Sega. Um, in 2013, Sony bought the rights to a film adaptation of Sonic the Hedgehog and partnered with the production team of Blur Studios with Jeff Fowler making his directorial debut. Blur Studios place. is a great studio to take on in Sonic. Blur, it is. It, that's the studio that did, um, that's um, Tim Miller's studio oh, cool. that did. Um, I just Deadpool. meant in terms of the name pun. Yeah. Oh, the name Blur Studios? Yeah. Um, so in 2017, however, Paramount announced that they had acquired the movie rights after Sony put it into Turnaround. Uh, for those that don't know, Turnaround is a um, production term in which the studio claims the movie as a loss and is able to claim everything they've That's spent serious. as a tax write-off but are not allowed to move forward with okay. producing the movie. And my just a quick question there. Um, did Paramount acquire Sonic the Hedgehog as a result of how poorly Ghostbusters answer the call did in 2016? Did they, I wonder, like longtime listeners, write in. I'm curious. Couldn't find this. Did Sony sell the rights did sony take sonic as a loss over ghostbusters answer the call that's that's a question not a big question but a question um so paramount acquired the rights in turnaround and moved forward with the same production team in tact the controversy sonic with paramount based on the teenage mutant ninja turtle experiences paramount wanted to quote unquote make the movie more relatable they wanted a human Sonic. Longtime fans will be upset, but the majority of moviegoers won't wow. care. Unquote. Hey, who are they making <laughs> the movie for? Um, but the exactly, but the majority of moviegoers did care. Uh, nothing could have been more wrong. There was universal rebuke from both critics and fans alike and just the general public. I think Paramount mm. underestimated how well-known Sonic Iconic, actually one was. Would say. He's right up there with Mario. He is. The, the two are a pair. They are. They went to the Olympics together. I know. Every, right? every, they compete every year. Did they compete against each other? Yeah, or they competed against they each other. They did? No, okay. they, yeah, it would be oh. the Mario universe versus the Sonic universe. No. Oh, that makes why, sense. Why would Sonic yeah. want to have anything to do with the Mushroom Planet? Well, you know, he's a runner, so you got to carve up. <laughs> and Mario appears to know all about carving up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, where was I? I don't know. Oh, the controversy, right. Uh, on May 9th, 2019, uh, Jeff Fowler announced via Twitter, Twitter that the redesign was happening and they brought in Tyson Hess, a longtime Sonic designer, to do the work. Seven months, $5 million later, the movie premiered on uh, February 14th, 2020. Valentine's Day. Yes. Which, uh, it's all about fitting. rings. It is all about rings. And um, 
pushing back to February probably made this movie way more successful than it would have been. If it had opened in November, it would have been up against um, Frozen 2 and uh, a number of other animated kid-friendly features. Oh, uh, uh, Jumanji, The Next Level, it would have had to open against. But because it got pushed back, it opened against Birds of Prey. And so it was the only family-friendly vehicle. It did well, but it probably did even better as a result of the controversy. And I'll go as far as to say this. Because of what has happened this year, might be the best-performing movie kids movie of the year in theaters because we might not be back in theaters we might not be back in theaters and i mean i'll just say sketch how much do you think it cost and and tim hoshi you feel free to play along too oh i'm i'm worse at at these things than sketches how much do you think it cost 135 million dollars yikes sketch it's it's an animated feature that like that they remade they reanimated it costs i'll tell you this it costs an additional i'd already said it it cost five million extra dollars to fix sonic that's it that's it yeah i'm also oh, surprised and, uh, no no overtime hours were spent fixing it wow and nobody uh, lost surprise. their jobs oh good they shouldn't they were they were paid they were paid nobody like worked 90 hours it was it was just done you know they delayed the movie in to opening so everybody had happy work work life personal life balances that was a quote that i read from learn that lesson cat yeah exactly <laughs> uh timoshi what's your guess um we got 135 million i'm gonna go with 100 million okay the movie cost 95 million dollars good job uh, but because it was shot in vancouver and on vancouver island probably why the Golden Gate Bridge doesn't feature very heavily, they were able to get $10 million in rebates. So the movie, after rebates, wound up costing $85 million. Wow. They get a rebate. What did it for? make? How much do you think it made? Well, I mean, they got my 12 bucks off of Amazon. So that's 12 bucks there I can at least be certain of. I saw it in theaters. So you can I also add, saw it uh, in theaters. $6 to that for me. Oh, take it in the matinee. No, have, have I not told you that my local theater is $6 any showtime of any day? What? Yeah, it's awesome and probably not going to be after the this is all over and it reopens. Wow, we're up to but, uh, 1275 here. Ouch. Yeah. Awesome. It is That's awesome. That's amazing. I think yep. we're 1250. Anywho, let's estimate 150 million. That's a pretty good guess. You're 50 million I, off. Demotion, go up. Go up for me. 151 million. Oh, no. He, Tim Hoshi, I said you were 50 million off. Yeah, oh. but by Price is Right rules, he wins. Yeah. He's closest without no. going over. No, you lose. It only made $106 million. Oh, oh I thought it was no. higher than what I said. So it made $106 million in the U.S. It made $306 million internationally. Okay. So by all accounts, mildly successful. Very successful. It recouped its budget. In, so it paid for itself domestically, and then it made profit internationally. So, oh, so we, are, matters, then. we are uh, 
quote, Jim Carrey has expressed a huge desire to come back and do it again. And Jason, Be better. Jason Marsden has said, I don't I was like, I have signed on for quote, as many as they want to do unquote. Whoops. Was I supposed to say that? They, the Jim Carrey has also actually come out very recently and said that he has promised to wear a fat suit. Yes, he has. Excellent. Yep, he has in the next one. Excellent. Yep. Um, well, should we break down this movie? Should we all break important down? internet scores? Oh, yes. Yeah. All important internet scores before our scores. Yes. IMDb. Six My scores 6. on the internet. 6.6. 6. I okay. saw that. Rotten, that. Uh, I'm surprised. Rotten Tomatoes critic score 64%. Wow. Fan score 93%. Well done. Nice. That wow. might be the biggest disparity we've seen on an RT score. 94% of Google reviewers loved this movie. And Tim Hoshi, start us off. Guess I first. give this movie a 90%. Ooh. Good, good job. Nice, nice. After nice score. watching it four times, I should yeah. give it a 90%. Yeah. yeah. Sketch? Uh, I'm actually very close to Tim Hoshi on this without discussing it previously. I gave it an 89%. Oh, wow. Interesting. Uh, I gave it a 98%. Whoa! Oh, I fucking love this movie. Almost near perfect. Almost near perfect. Very good. So uh, I, I think we're we're dangerously close now. What, what do we have to do but rant and rave about this movie? Well, before you want to start. Oh, sorry. Oh, what do you before got? Before we jump into that movie, what are you uh, what are you pulling out of your uh, uh, your armor there? Oh, hold on. This one's been crumpled in the bottom for a while. I think it's been in my heel. I might send this to you guys later, but I have some of the original sketches of Sonic. Ooh. When they were trying to decide what they wanted to do, the whole reason why Sonic came into being, and I'm going to paraphrase, uh, considering the I have the origins of Sonic the Hedgehog and the origins of Sonic okay. to share with you guys. So I'm going to paraphrase. Oh, wait, so was bit. Sonic not always a hedgehog? Well, so one moment. It makes great audio as I wave my makes great around. audio. Um, One moment, doesn't it? Though, well, it's it's a true moment. It's a true moment. Anyway, because um, we're that podcast. <laughs> the um, the whole reason why Sonic came into being is Sega wanted a new mascot. I don't know mm -hmm. if you guys know what the mascot Sega. was before. No, I don't. What was, what it? was it? Alex the Kid. What Alex the, the Kid? Yeah, let me see if I can share that with you guys. Share screen. Alex the Kid. There he is. Oh, oh that he is, is haunting. I've, hey, that's no fun. I've never seen him before in my life. I always He thought, looks like a monkey. I always thought Sonic was the mascot of Sega yeah. the entire time. But Sonic came around when Sega wanted to release the, the Sega Genesis because they, they figured out Nintendo has this great mascot of Mario. Our mascot is, well, that. dumb. It's dumb. this little monkey. He looks like Link and Mario squished he together. Does. He does. Like you, can, you can clearly see that it's complete, Guys, completely look, ripped off. Look closer. He's like a baby Dr. Robotnik. 
Yeah, he's got the color scheme going on That's now. That's true. He's like wearing Robotnik's suit. And just put those mutton chops like it's sideways and you got the mustache. It's a oh my goodness. Suit. It's a flight so suit. I, I literally could know nothing about the screen. that screen, please? This is yeah, you can, gonna, you can take that on, down. I'm going to make that bigger. Go back to Sonic's legs. There we go. <laughs> anyway, so Sega wanted to get rid of this guy. I can't imagine why. Um, so they did, um, I can't remember what it's called, but they, they, they sent out a, a survey essentially with a couple of different versions. And they were in the process of developing Sonic's game. But they, they went through a whole bunch of different characters and they just didn't really feel like it worked. They went through a... Oh, they didn't think they didn't think that worked. Well, they they had a couple of options. They knew what they wanted. They wanted in a video game something that could curl up into a ball, roll around, and do damage with its its spikes. Spin dash. And they tested an armadillo, a porcupine, a dog, and and I quote, an old guy with a mustache. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Can you imagine? And Robotnik curled himself into a ball and hurled his body at things. Yeah, and I imagine his mustache was the spikes. Oh, I didn't think of that. I assume that's why they said with a mustache. Right. Because otherwise you'd think, an old man, where are the spikes? Just curl yourself up into a ball and throw your body at things. Yep. So they, they, you know, internally discussed everything while they were on on trips. And the hedgehog won. What kind of trips? (laughs) I mean, Hedgehog one. technically trips to New York, but I mean, who knows, mm-hmm. you know, what happens in New York? I'm yeah. paraphrasing, of course. Anyway, um, Hedgehog was number one. The second in command, essentially, was Eggman. And the wow. third was the dog. Interesting. I never, oh. yeah, I never. And, and there's, as far as I know, there hasn't been a dog in Sonic lore to this point no there hasn't tails is a fox right tails is a fox so then they decided so many people want a hedgehog you know they and the reasons why they could use the hedgehog it transcends race gender you know different types of people which i think is why they made him blue but that's just me spitballing so that's the oh i thought that i thought that was to get the blue man group audience no, this is yeah, big blue. They say that's blue. that's why the blue you gotta man get that big blue green is blue. Now, we say they settled on Hedgehog, and I think we we are in a a, a post Sonic the Hedgehog world where everybody knows what Sonic the Hedgehog looks like, and of course his name is Sonic the Hedgehog, so he is a hedgehog. There's not a whole lot of resemblance to an actual hedgehog. No, no, and here's why. There's that line in the movie too, where he, where, where Tom is like, "What are you?" And he's like, uh, "I think it's pretty obvious, a hedgehog." Right. It's like, no, it is not obvious at all, Sonic. And and hedgehogs are notoriously slow. They're not fast. They're no. not fast. Uh, you can't pick them up easily. They will prickle you. Well, well I, I don't mean I, to burst your bubble, but foxes also don't fly. What? Really? Yeah. Mine has nine tails. Learned something. Well, let me back that up. Every flock fox can only fly once. (laughs) (laughs) 
the, the, All right, Tim Hoshi. The, the last thing I wanted to add into the origins of Sonic is Sonic's design itself. Why did mm-hmm. they pick Sonic's design? There are two reasons, and I love them both. Reason number one, he's a bunch of shapes, and he's really easy for kids to draw. Mm. True statement. And that's smart marketing. It's it brilliant is. because it's the first thing I drew, and it was all circles. Reason number two, the way, yeah, reason number two, his design is that way because they took Felix the cat and Mickey Mouse and just swapped bodies. Oh. Oh. Sega's big into this, like, mashing up of other people's characters. Yeah. They they legit admit that that's what he is. He's he's Felix Felix the cat's head on Mickey Mouse's body. Yeah, I mean, when you draw Mickey and you draw Sonic, very similar facial structures, and especially in the eyes. And the nose. And the muzzle, yeah. The, mu- the muzzle, yeah. So, yeah, I, I could see that. I wouldn't have seen it unless you didn't say it, though. So, good on you, Tim there, there we go. So, I'm I'm much like your, your previous encounter uh, shades, that Sonic is kind of my thing. Not nearly to that extent, but I absolutely love sonic very um, cool before and, you lost your body did you have a sonic tattoo anywhere uh, right on on my forehead oh nice. wow that you don't remember that in a, college was it a was it a chaos emerald no it was amy oh no oh. not a not a oh no let that let that fur flag fly to oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um and one of the things i've always wondered over the years is it, let me rephrase that over the adult years because as a child I didn't care about origin stories except for Spider-Man because I've seen all of them (laughs) Um, Sonic's origin how did Sonic come to be himself well turns out the the Sonic comic series we were talking about at the beginning uh, when I first fell out of the um, Mm GoCo that's where they actually put in his lore and origin and it's convoluted beyond all belief i'm going to try to sum it up for you yeah i was going to ask if you could boil it down i'm going to boil it because i don't know it i don't know the sonic sonic oju yeah give it to us so we don't sonic was actually born on earth in um i already call bullshit Fair enough. <laughs> Storyline. Anyway, supposedly he was born on Earth and he was a normal-ish hedgehog, except for he had his speed. So he was brown. He had individual spikes. I have a picture of it that I will send you for your Facebook. I don't think I have it with me right now. It's too many crumpled pieces of paper in here. <laughs> but... Uh, so- He's born on Earth. He so looks he, like a normal hedgehog, except he has super speed. Exactly. Okay. And the other thing we need to know is that he was actually... Came into contact with a canister of ooze from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles universe. I am feeling, I am feeling some sort of mutation coming. Yeah. Yes, but it's... It, it, let me just get to it. Okay. okay, you get to it. Okay, so Sonic is doing his thing, right? And he accidentally stumbles upon Robotnik's lab. But he's Ooh. not Robotnik. 
is this pre-Robotnik. His name was Dr. Ovi Kintobor. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but we're going to go with that. Doctor, okay. That, well, that's it. Wow. Okay. So the movie did get that correct. Correct. Kind of. That, I think that's the closest thing they got. So they became friends. And over this friendship, Sonic finds out that Dr. Ovi is trying to create this device he calls the Retro Orbital Chaos Compressor. Wait, I'm sorry. Um, normal, everyday Earth Hedgehog, but has super speed. Yeah, be, best be friends. friends. Be friends. Scientist working Dr. underground. Dr. Obi Kintobar. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's the classic. We've seen it done a million times. <laughs> They're best friends. They're best buddies. Yeah. Best friends. So, okay. He He's built this. I'm not going to repeat it again, but so it's he's built the, the he's built the uh, the satellite from from the, Spider-Man: Far From Home. It's essentially ROCC, we'll call it. Okay. Okay. Um, and the design of this machine is exactly what it sounds like. It's to suck all of the evil energy out of the world and store them in the Chaos Emeralds. But oh. Ovi has six, and he needs seven. So he enlists Sonic to help him find the seventh, but with Sonic speed, he can't. Ovi invents these frictionless shoes for Sonic, his classic red shoes, to help Ooh. him go faster. Oh. Knowing how friction fast. works, I don't understand I how don't frictionless understand. shoes would help. That doesn't seem to improve the situation at all. I feel like you yeah, would just no, run, in place. run in worse. place. But uh, you know, I'll save that episode for when you guys That's... do the Magic School Bus episode on Fridge. Sure. <laughs> Um, so with these shoes, for some reason, he's able to go faster and he breaks the sound barrier. When he breaks the sound barrier, he turns blue. We don't know why. And it fuses all of his quills together in the shape that he has now. Oh. We now not have... Ha not hair gel. Not hair gel. And okay. is that where he gets the name Sonic? Because he, he surpasses the sound, sound barrier? barrier? Uh, he always had that name. That was what oh, okay. Ma Mommy Hedgehog named him when because that would have worked, but uh, but okay. He actually has a bit of a, a sad backstory, but I'm gonna not go that far back. We'll leave it. Um. So now this gets a little stranger because we still don't have Robotnik. Oh, it's it's not strange yet. No, it's not strange yet. It gets weird. It gets weirder. Okay. Okay. So Play it on us. Sonic's like, eh, no big deal. I'll keep helping you out, Doc. And because in Sonic's words, he's a pretty okay guy. <laughs> but the doctors decided he's hungry. Best best friend. He's pretty okay. Yeah, he's all right. He's pretty okay. Doctors decided. Hungry? No, no, the doctor's hungry. Oh. Yes. He, he asked <laughs> Sonic to fix him some lunch. Sonic doesn't do it because everything in the fridge are month old rotten eggs oh, oh no see where i'm going with this it's... egg man oh my god so instead of throwing the egg away like the rest of us would do <laughs> the the doctor of science believed that a little bit of salt would just make it better he went to get some salt tripped over a while fell into his orbital chaos compressor all of that chaos gets fused into him along with the egg oh my gosh <laughs> 
which is why he's a big, fat, round guy. Okay. I'm going to just go ahead and say this right now. The movie what? did such a better such job. Such a better job giving them an origin story. I, I like this. Uh, uh, it's not a rave of mine, but I like how they made Robotnik out of this. I didn't yeah. find this until after. What the? I Timoshi, saw the movie. Are you sure this is official Sonic history? Because I am going to, to reach out to my student and get confirmation on this. This is retconned. This this is no longer canon history. This all this history's been rewritten once they started was I- introducing um lore and stuff into the video games. But was this was in his, the original this was booklet it, that I just didn't read? No, this was in the comic book series. In a book. Okay. There's right, the comic okay. book series and a, a regular book series that this was all explained in. That Do was you know their, when those came out? Because that seems like very like 1960s, 1970s Japanese anime. It does seem that. And it's definitely Sonic's not that old. Like Astro Boy-esque? Oh, no, this is this is even more bizarre than Ash. No, but I'm I'm saying like it's like along those lines. It's like, oh, hands down, like Japanese animation lore. Hands down. Cool. So those are the two tidbits of information that I found. The movie did such a better job yep. giving them backstories. Mm-hmm. Yes. So all of that's retcon. It's no longer canon, but I... Is Longclaw an established part of Sonic lore? No. Or was she created for Longclaw was... Cre- it, you know, I, I, I will put this out to your longtime listeners. Correct me if I'm wrong, but as far as I'm aware, she doesn't exist until this movie. That's what I was under the impression of okay. as well. New character. I mean, that's that's a, a classic for Sega, especially with the Sonic series. They sure. when they introduced Tails, you know, their sales went through the roof. So they figured every time they release a game, they right. just create a new character. New and character that failed repeatedly until right. Shadow. Um, really, until Shadow. Yeah. Hmm. the The long claw um, design looks like a a leftover from a Paramount, I think it was a Paramount movie that came out. It was a movie just about, about owls? owls. Yeah. Yeah. Guardian. I remember that movie. The, was it called Guardians? It, the Guardians? No idea. Like that. And it's like, I think in the title, there's like a part one or like Guardians, the origin or something like that. And they clearly intended to like have a series of movies, which did not happen. And I'm wondering if they just, the, the, what are the animation of that movie and threw it into Sonic? The animation of that character is is almost identical. Are yeah, you looking at it? You know, I'm according to, to. Um, <laughs> the comics, the comics that I'm looking up just to see when when the first one came out. The earliest one I'm finding on Wikipedia is 1991. The Sonic is, comics. Yeah is there an is there an even earlier one? Nope. That's the one that has this crazy fucked up backstory. So the the original crazy effed up backstory um, was a series of comics um, published by a company in the UK called uh, Fleetway Editions, and UK. it, it ran from 1993 to 2002. There you go. Wow. Oh wow. The Legend of the Guardians. That long claw is almost identical to this image that I'm looking at, right down to like the gold armor. My issue, and I didn't write Holy it down crap. as a rant, but my issue is that Longclaw is hyper realistic, right? In a way that 
Sonic is not. Sonic, uh, spoiler alert for the Sonic movie, Tails, when he shows up, is just like Sonic. And the uh, the Knuckles tribe, the whatever you call that animal. The Knuckles. Like, they, they all have the, the classic Sonic proportions. Right. But Longclaw, Longclaw is, is, is like, yeah, just, just an owl. Just a talking owl. I, I swear, I swear Shades is right. They reused it because not even in any of the other series is there any flying animal type except for Rouge the Bat, and she has regular legs. Yeah, she does have regular legs. Legs for days. (laughs) Guys, is this our furry episode? It might be. It might be. It It might might be be our furry episode. Um, Um, Should we get into Rants and Race here? I think think so. Do you want to start us off, Sketch? I think Guess should go first. Okay, sure. I mean, am I a guest at this point? I've been in the Go-Go since episode hostage. It's just tomato, tomato. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's start as, with raves. Let's start with raves. As long fact, as it's not I rotten can't tomatoes. Eat tomatoes. You can't eat tomatoes. How's that fun? Can't eat tomatoes. No. How's that a fun fact? It's not. Oh, all right. Oh, sarcastic fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Tim Hoshi, give us your first rave of the Sonic the Hedgehog 2020 movie. Okay. My first. Quite possibly the best thing to come out of 2020. Yeah. Hands it down. Might be. Might be um, so far. So my first rave is. From the perspective of a lover of Sonic. Mm-hmm. So I have raves from my kids because I've watched mm-hmm. it three times with my kids mm-hmm. and once with my wife. Um, and my kids have their own raves, which happen to, to, to be mine as well. Okay. But this is from my perspective as a Sonic enthusiast. Consumer, enthusiast. Um, every reference they made throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. did not stop there was a reference to almost every single game even in the credits and they are little tiny things so like there is a right. reference to green hills the mm-hmm. level right mm-hmm. right there at the very beginning with long claw with that just that little sunflower he wanted to give her right yeah um just the word bad nicks written in R- yes the, yeah, written in the fuse box yeah written, yeah, written in the fuse box yep at the very end when the first the the major battle starts and he you know, spoilers, pushes them off the building mm-hmm. and then they fire all the missiles at him and then he just stops time for the most part and he's doing the very Looking classic yes. Sonic you waiting put the con- pose. You put the controller down and I'm bored. Like, mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, let's get back. Let's do this. Yep. His fourth wall break. Uh, and, is. you know, they even did references to the TV shows with um, Sonic's love of chili dogs. Chili dogs. Yes. Yep. yep. That's that's never referenced in the video games. If it is, I've missed that game. But that came they, about uh, in the TV shows, specifically right. the very first series. Yep. They were uh, chili chili cheese dogs. I well, let, originally let me jump in on this because it was also that. my first rave as well. I I called it the faithfulness to the property. Yes. Like it's nailing all these it. little details. And uh, so you've hit on a lot of the ones that I said, like the flower that he gave Longclaw, but also on the island, there are the the spinning checkpoints that he runs through. I didn't notice that. You'll watch it on your fifth. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you got got Robotnik. I mean, this is is a simple one because it was... with the hilltop zone? Yep, the hilltop zone. Uh, or hill, yeah, hilltop road. Hilltop you road, had yeah. uh, this the noise when they all crash down. All the rings, all the rings off the building yeah. make the classic noise. And you, uh, and they, he dropped them and make the noise like when you get yep. hit, you, they the, you drop all the the rings. Yep. When tail shows up, his uh, propeller tails yep. make the same noise In from the, the game. game. Yep. 
Um, the fact, the fact that the way he beats Robotnik's ship at the yes. very end is by bouncing yes. off of it, yep. yes. just like the end of any level. They they found a way to make that work, right? and they made it work so well. That, yeah. That's not my second rant, uh, rave, but it is. It was on par with that. It was my second rave is kind of part of it. But the, I absolutely love that because that is the way you beat Robotnik. That's how you beat Robotnik, and that's how Sonic did it. And this one, it, this one doesn't have anything to do with the show or the, um, or the the games. But when they show Crazy Carl's drawing of the Blue <laughs> Devil, yeah. it's the classic Sonic meme. Yes, from online, which yep. they they tied in all Sonic faithfully. Yeah, it was so, so strong. Strong agree to. Um, excuse me, I think you mean super observant Carl. <laughs> super observant, yeah. <laughs> I think you should start calling him super observant Carl. That's so good. Um. I have I have something entirely different for my uh my first rave. Sure. Um I just thought it was it was so smart to make this um a buddy road trip movie and make it as it was so small. Um if they had tried to do something big and like global um along the lines of of superhero movies that were we see now, it was so smart to just make this a buddy comedy and literally mm-hmm. a road trip movie. Yeah. Um because the it made a character opposite. that was I'm sorry. I was going to say it's the exact opposite of the description on Amazon. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, um, I kept saying like before I put two and two together that this was Tim Miller's studio and like saw Tim Miller's name as the executive producer was like, Dan, this is so smart. Like just like Deadpool, they made it so small, so simple, um, and just fun. And then it was like, Oh, Tim, okay. Tim Miller is the executive producer. Um, but uh, it just, you know, making it about Sonic's bucket list, all of the things that he wants to do. Um, it just, you know, the two things that I zeroed in on are the road trip and the bar fight, which are just kind of the same thing. But uh, you just picked a fight with a poorly disguised hedgehog who's seen way too many action movies. That's it. Like, that should have just been the tagline of the move, like the whole movie. Yeah. Poorly disguised hedgehog with uh, who's who's seen too many action movies and it was just so fun and so smart um and so so small but made it so real um and i just want to add if toyota doesn't make a version of that uh tundra or tacoma with a removable top then they are they are failed <laughs> they're missing miss, a miss opportunity. That, miss that actually opportunity. looked amazing you know considering you brought up sonic's bucket list this is our second movie in a row that features bucket lists, it, bucket lists heavily. Right. This is a well, movie movie executives knew what 2020 had in store for us, I guess, because they were like, hey everyone, hey kids, make a bucket list. Make a bucket list, yeah. Yeah. What's a bucket list? There you go. Never now we kicked know. a bucket either. <laughs> um I, I love that 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 this isn't a rave. I'm sorry to introduce interrupt again, but it's like his cluelessness about the world. Yeah, it was just the right amount. Mm-hmm. Well, it was. Uh, I'll I'll talk about this um, more in uh, a little bit, I imagine. Um, but his earnestness was mm-hmm. so. It was a major retooling of the character, but it works so well to make him earnest and and the naivete that he has about the world in which he lives. Yeah, it is. He's usually such an arrogant character and for an origin story i feel like it made it that much better oh of course of course 
Sketch, uh, you want to throw in your first rave? You kind of piggybacked around here. Yeah, I mean, mine was going to be the faithfulness to the to the uh, to the property, but I'll, then I'll I'll bump mine to uh, Jim Carrey being back as Robotnik. Oh my goodness! I uh, I loved pretty much everything about him. I I loved that Robotnik into Eggman was a progression as the movie went along, and then at at the end we got like the true 100% classic video game Eggman at the end. And it felt natural. I'm going to blow your mind. Mm -hmm. On set for four days. Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey. For the whole movie? Four days. Wow. Well, he brought it in those four days. He brought it. Oh, my. Sketch, I could not agree more. Um, Is this his first property since being, let's call it AFK? Yeah, he Um, has been. He's been doing like very artsy, like low, low budget. The last big thing he did was uh, Kick-Ass 2, which he came out and did a lot of negative press for, regretted being in that movie. Yeah, he um, hated being in that. Yeah, he didn't like the way it came out in the end. But uh, this was such a return to the Jim Carrey of like his early career. And like he, he still got it. He's still a human cartoon character. Yep. Um, I mean, so much of his performance must have just been Jim Carrey bouncing off the walls. Like when he's in his Mad Lab trailer, mm-hmm. like and all of the all of the uh the backgrounds behind skiing, running from the dinosaur. Oh, that's that's uh, all dance Jim mix. You know, there was no augmented reality there for him to like be fiddling away from and like working his gloves. Yeah. It's just Jim Carrey interacting with himself. Yeah, he's a physical actor. I'd, was, I'd love to, brilliant. to piggyback on that as we'll get my opinion on Robotnik later, but my opinion on Jim Carrey is that he was absolutely an asset. Nobody else could have pulled this off but him. Yeah, so I, I strongly agree with that. He was what had me the most excited to see this movie and has me the even more most excited to see the sequel yeah. now that he is full on Eggman. Yep. Yeah. And it would have been, it would have, it was so smart the way did, they did it because it would have been fucking ridiculous if Eggman showed up at the very, <laughs> his first scene is what he looks like in his last scene. Right. You would have been like, this movie is garbage. But the fact that he starts out as a believable asshole and then just ends up as this like insane, <laughs> strangely physically grotesque individual. Tra- trudging through the mushroom forest like i believed where he ended up like 100 yeah. percent. he lost he lost it yeah over the course of that movie like yep. i don't think he ever taken- had it well his I mean, arrogance and hatred of mankind like yeah just- but they it just you know took every piece of him apart like emotionally oh you know? yeah and you you believe the Robotnik. It's not just like he's become that and, and because he has to wind up that way. You believe that the, yeah, and the progression of his downfall at based on what he experiences in the movie. <laughs> at the hands of a rodent. At, at the ends of a it's rodent. Where the, yeah. It's where the path leads him. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's got another rave? Was priceless. Tim Hoshi, you got another rave? I do have another rave. Oh, do and share. It, it it may not ring true with hardcore Sonic fans, but one of the moments in the movie that just made me wow and just like, oh shit, like 
now he's serious is when Sonic wakes up after getting blasted at the very end battle mm-hmm. where not just because Tom said he's my, he was my friend. I'm deciding in my, the lore in my own head is Sonic decided to fight for what is important to him. Yeah. And the way his, he wakes up, and the and even the the stance he has is the same stance he has in the, the video games and whatnot when he's supersonic. Yeah. I have other issues with part of that scene, but that that the the feeling and the gravity of that moment for me was a huge rave. The one hundred percent absolute undisputed best visual of the entire movie is the close-up on Robotnik's face uh, with the with red goggles, goggles. Yes. and Sonic yes. glowing blue uh, reflected. That in. was that was a cover of one of the games or some like that was an Easter egg, wasn't it? We've seen that image before. That's like a very classic image, I think. I'm not sure. Personally, all but I know like, is in the movie, it was Dead on perfect. I feel I feel you're right. I don't remember where I saw it, but it is very familiar. Well, uh, that, but I'm I'm also wondering if that was like um, foreshadowing to Shadow the Hedgehog. Maybe. Because it was like, there in one eye, it was like the reflection of Sonic, and in the other eye, Sonic's eyes were like, had more of a red hue to it. Hmm. Well, I I'll, just thought I'll, it was. I'll check that out on it's the such, sixth It's viewing. such a great, it's such a great image. I'm, yeah. I'm right there it's with you. It's fantastic. Uh, it's just, that whole that scene where he decides it really like hit me emotionally. I was excited about it. And at the same time, I'm like, yeah, now he's the Sonic that we know. I should start doing a thing. My favorite visual from every property we do. You should. Yeah. Just my favorite visual. There you go, guys. That's the, that's the inaugural segment of sketches. Favorite visual. SFV. Not to be confused with SFM's Shades False Memories. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I, I've got the image here. I'm mm-hmm. going to do a screen share for you guys. Uh, this is a whole different ballgame with screen sharing. Right? right? Thanks, COVID. Oh, look is, at that. Is that a shadow of the trail? Do you think that's a shadow Easter egg? Could oh, be. look at that. It might be because that's... I that never is... noticed that. One has the blue aura that Sonic, mm-hmm. and the other one has a red aura that's mm-hmm. clearly very I, I clearly shadow. Like, it feels like could be a shadow Easter egg. Well, now you guys gotta such a sit, visual. Yeah, so let me sit back on my. Uh, hey, wait a minute, I'm still standing. Yeah, we only have two chairs. We only have two chairs. Three, it's but a, I'm got my feet up. It's a yeah. picnic table. We, yeah, we got to have somewhere to put our legs. Yep. Can you at least put Our me back long, in the box? sexy blue fur legs. <laughs> That's this episode, guys. Uh, Shades, do you have another rave? Uh, I do, I do. This one's a little meta, but uh, the movie, to me, perfectly captured the experience of, like, reaching midlife. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't fucked up too badly, you've got a pretty good life. But there's this nagging in the back of your mind for what could have been or what you didn't do. Uh, and usually that kind of movie is really, really dark and, and angsty. And this was just really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole, the whole movie is about, you know, Tom is, you know, I, I want to know what it's like to save someone's life. I want to know what it means to be a big city cop. But I mean, objectively, he's got a pretty fucking sweet life. Everybody uh, relies on him. 
as yeah, Sonic points out. Exactly. He's the most indispensable person in Green Hills. Probably because um, he's the only other sheriff of the brain. You see, I somewhat disagree. Oh, so can, okay. can, can we transition to rants? Do you not have any more raves? My other one was how faithful it was. Awesome. Yeah, sure. Let's uh, okay. This, sketch, this gives us our first rant. Okay. I could rave for days about it, but I rave was... for days. I just wanted to use that phrase. Thank you. I've got rants and big questions. Not many raves. Hey, LTLs, it's Shades here, and I just want to remind you that our sponsor this week, just like every week, is you, our longtime listeners. And you can become a sponsor of the show by heading over to patreon.com slash shades and sketch, where you can support the show for as little as $1 a month. But right now we are running our very new, very special geeking out kids club for adults who are basically still kids at heart. And you can go over to patreon.com slash shades and sketch, oh, uh, sketch and sign up at that sketch. tier today. Guys, there. we thank you so much for helping us keep the lights on in the GoCo. Now back to this week's episode. See, I had I, I had an issue with uh, Tom and Sonic and their argument about oh, Tom leaving Green Hills. Well, because Sonic was treating it as if Tom was retreating. He was running away again. Obviously, because Sonic had hang-ups on that from when he had to run away from from his original planet. But Tom was chasing a dream. I mean, he had a dream, and it was a pretty noble dream. And um, he wasn't running away from anything. He was running towards something. Now, I'm not defending either of them because I think they each had a point. It just frustrated the hell out of me that they never, like, rectified that that like tom was never just like but i'm i'm going there to because there's so many more people who need my help and i'm able to do it and sonic was never like oh you know home is a state of mind it's just who you're with or who you're protecting you know like it was it, it was just kind of just settled tom is tom is back and and hooray but it would have been okay for tom to relocate it's it's okay and natural to to leave your hometown if you're drawn somewhere else and it just it just kept frustrating me i kept feeling like a third party person listening to two people argue and being the third party going you're both making points and you're just not seeing eye to eye that's the difference here they weren't listening to each other yeah they weren't listening to each other they were just speaking their their point of view but they weren't listening to one it was just and that is what they were doing. For me, that actually made that whole conversation a lot more realistic. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it was realistic. It was just realistically frustrating for me. Frustrating. I know Fair we're enough. supposed to be ranting right now, but um, I did want to point out the uh, mm-hmm. do you have your child in that bag was quite possibly the <laughs> most. And that the was most the funniest thing, in the thing that movie. anyone has ever done in a movie ever. Yeah, taking a child in the bag into a uh, into a building. This is yeah. worse than the time you had me in that dog cage. <laughs> yeah, that was without a doubt the funniest movie, and which is why, which is why I allowed the fact that like they had no need to go into <laughs> right, that Sonic building could just run and up take the, the elevator up because it was already established that Sonic, yeah, Sonic can run up these things. 
But because it gave I'll us that it. scene, yeah. I was like, I'll um, allow it. That's fine. Not a rant then. And for for me, that scene actually is a rant. It it bothered me. Ooh, okay. Uh, it, it's it not up. it's it's not my official rant, but I absolutely hated that scene. Why? Every other part of the movie had some sort of realistic component to it. And then you have these two people at the elevator who are joined by two other businessmen who hear what they believe is a child talking in a bag. Having worked in education for 13 years, I find that scene 100% totally believable. The number of times that like students were smoking weed in a stairwell or like brought something to school that they weren't supposed to have. Like I 100% believe that scene that like these people just like disregarded any responsibility they had in that moment to do anything and just walked away. Like every administrator I ever worked for ever. I loved that. There you go. And for me, it was just the funniest scene this of the movie. worse than the time that you put me in that dog cage. <laughs> like, the quips are, were funny. It just, like, the whole thing took yeah, me out fair. of, you know, I just, it took me out of the movie because, one, I'm going to abuse my power. <laughs> I'm from Montana. I'm a sheriff. But you still yeah, let me upstairs. Yeah, and that was the stairs. first time he right. had ever, like, abused uh, this his power. from Montana? Too. That's how serious And admitted that... You just saved That's the life. Have a person pancake out there. It's just that whole thing bothered me because, like, being a bystander, if I was in her shoes, I'd be like, no, I you're know not. We're supposed Get the hell to be out. ranting, but I loved that in that scene, everything he said was the absolute truth. He didn't. He didn't lie. Oh yeah. Once when she, when he once again. It's bringing it back to onward. the The way to yep. make the 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 deception the work yep. is to just only perfect. tell the truth. No. Yeah, is that your child in that? It's fine. He likes it. That's true. Oh, no, it's not my child. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Again, That's funny fair. scene, but it took me out of the movie. Okay, I I took a rant and and shades made a a rave. <laughs> Tim, do you have a uh, a rant? Okay. Ooh, here we go. Robotnik. Really? I, you didn't like Robotnik? I absolutely really? hated Robotnik. But not not in the way that you're supposed to hate him. Right. You hated him I as a character. I didn't hate him because he was the bad guy. I hated his character. Wow. Now, and this wow. is from, again, my background with Sonic. Mm-hmm. And the way I, proce- I, I perceive Robotnik as a character. Mm-hmm. Yes, Robotnik's kind of goofy. He's shaped like a giant egg with little sticks coming out mm-hmm. of him. I get sure it. Is. But he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And I've always taken him as a serious really? bad guy in like in the games. And he's never that goofy. Now, could anybody are you talking about the are you talking about end Robotnik that we eventually see? No, I'm or, talking or... I'm talking very specifically. Yeah. You know, his goofy moments where he, like when he was talking to the army guy who was in charge of the. Yes, yes. Damien Dark. Damien Dark. Yeah. A little too goofy, but it was believable because he was trying to belittle the guy. 
Okay, mm-hmm. I got it. Now we're in Robotnik's lair for Black yeah, little little mobile lab. lab. His mobile lab, and he's he's dancing around and he's spinning and he's playing around and he's like, that's not Robotnik. He doesn't do that. Yeah. yeah. God damn it. it. Robotnik a- befriends small, speedy hedgehogs and then <laughs> no. mutates to form with an egg. <laughs> damn it. But like, Robotnik's a screw up and he's a goofball. But he's, no, he's he wasn't not- a screw up or a goofball. He met his match. It didn't matter how smart he was. No, no, no. I mean, in the, in the game, like he he's hmm. klutzy. He he, you know, he 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 makes the robots who end up not he's even listening egg. to him. Well, that he's half egg. Stuff. Well, yeah, he's half egg. He's underdeveloped. <laughs> Did you guys rehearse that while I was gone? <laughs> so, no, that was just uh, that was just natural. But but for me, Robotnik himself, not not Jim Carrey, not Jim Carrey's Robotnik, but just the goofiness that was added to him really took out some of the. Uh, he's not really a threat. He's just an arrogant asshole. Like he's not really a genius. He's just some guy who hates humanity. That suits half of humanity. Yeah, uh, it just it took away some of the genius Robotnik where he's busy being goofy. When they could have just had him do the music to focus on studying yeah. the quill. Fair enough. It's a it's a fair point. I was just I was pretty much 100 percent on board with every aspect of Robotnik. Um, I loved his tech. I love that I his drones looked like eggs, Eggman, and that's yeah. why Sonic eventually called him Eggman. Like, I I was I was on board. The dance was a little silly. Wasn't enough to take me out. I I was still on board. So I. I respect your I, rant, I also but I can't, can't I can't get on board with rant, with rant. Which but, is fine. Uh, but I respect it. But that's yeah. why that's why it's a conversation. That's fine. We'll my, Can I get a rant? My in? second rant is oh, still, it's the same oh, it's the same rant. It's still kind of about Robotnik, but Okay. Kind of but not really. No, go for it. If it's, uh, if it's it can wait. Robotnik, do it. Yeah, do it. Do it up. It might also border on a big cue. Okay. So I'm gonna um, wait. I, okay. you know, a rant is anything that takes you out of the movie and um, mm-hmm. R- Robotnik's truck all of his driving robots looked like they were recycled transformers um, like the, the, the cab like his rig I'm pretty sure was the evil Optimus Prime from the Optimus. third movie it was like an all jet black version of Optimus Prime and then like the the driving one with the scoop ram on the front of it that kept turning into other things. I'm pretty sure they was, were just like recycled Michael Bay transformers. I laughed so hard, but I didn't, I didn't consider it the funniest part of the movie because this was not intentional. I laughed so hard Batman, when I realized the they were Ninja doing sequence. Yes, the Batman yeah. Ninja sequence where every, where every mech that was going to get destroyed yeah, was going yeah, to turn yeah. into a smaller mech. I was like, oh my god, this is Batman Ninja. And that's the most enjoyment I've gotten out of Batman Ninja. It's like seeing it show up somewhere else. Again, I feel like I'm dangerously... I just had another baby. <laughs> Pretty sure that robot just had a baby. Um, supposed to be ranting. So um, I will say, and this is not the fault of the movie. This is 100% on me. I'm still... It's still really weird to me not to hear Jaleel's voice. Um, 
when it's Sonic the Hedgehog, even though I recognize that that version of Sonic is inherently unlikable. Um, like he's so arrogant and so sarcastic that it's not a fun character to listen to and would not have worked. This movie would not have worked if it was that sarcastic Jaleel White, um, Sonic the Hedgehog. And um, I watched Sonic X, so I've, I've heard other versions, but still not hearing his Sonic is jarring to me, even though his Sonic was ridiculous. Um, it took me out. It's still it's still a jarring experience to me. Maybe by the time the sequel rolls around, I'll be more okay yeah. with it. But uh, Ben, uh, I don't. Yeah, Ben Schwartz is so dangerously close to Ryan Reynolds. It was like it was it was just a little too close to me. Even though it was great, and I liked, it. yeah, it was. Yeah. And clearly, that's what they they were going for. Um, I didn't even realize it was Ben Schwartz until I saw the. the um, the credits at the end because the only other thing I know Ben Schwartz from is John Ralphio on Parks and Recreation. So that when I was like, holy shit, that was Ben Schwartz. He did a good job of, of, he's also uh, in the Lego movie too. Is he? I think who is he in Lego movie? I have no idea, but that's the only thing I know him from. Oh, okay. Um, I, I'll agree with you shades. Um, but it wasn't enough for me to be a rant. I, I took it and just, weaved it in my head as yeah. this is a much younger Sonic than we're used to. Sketch, you got another sure. rant? Sure. Yeah, I'll do... Um, okay, the movie really wanted... It really wanted to have that classic emotional scene at the end where the town shows up to save the sheriff. Um, but I don't think they worked in enough foundation for that to pay off at the end. Because we only ever were told we never really saw tom doing the grunt work we never felt as the audience like oh he's being taken advantage of or disrespected like we, so the emotional payoff on that scene just yeah, i will didn't, agree with didn't that 100 percent um because we hear how important he is to the town but sonic has been watching his every move, movement for what appears to be years and so like he he yeah. doesn't you know sonic's name for him is donut lord because he talks to donuts and eats them when they get out of mm-hmm. line um i know right it's <laughs> one of my favorite that comments. tells us everything we need to know about this character for then the town to turn out and be like that's our sheriff um oh, i'm led to believe that tom has never interacted with anyone in town because he only ever talks to the donuts Yeah, I mean, it It was... Yeah. I just, I was like mad in that because I was like, oh, movie, you didn't earn this. You didn't You didn't earn this big, let's all rally behind the sheriff moment. I really, that, I really that feel want. like... And not only that, but they, you know, they shouldn't have been there. They didn't know what was going on. Even yeah. if they did, if it even took that long, because it did go from day to night. In that <laughs> yeah, that was process. another thing I wrote down, which I was like dangerously close to a rant because it was. Yeah, it was literally day to night. Um, and space time continuum. Editing. But it, it, just to finish mine up, the, what especially makes it a rant is that to fix it, all you needed was like a five-minute montage, right. and you needed no CGI for that montage. It, w- it would have just been Tom 
doing like grunt work, like where you would look at delivering it and be like, this isn't what a cop does. Yeah, delivering a calf. Oh, Tom, great, you're here. Like, Betsy's going to deliver that yeah. calf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, or like all the things that Sonic told right. he told the Sonic in the car ride. You know, yeah. I'm there to jumpstart the cars. Like, if anything, I feel like it was almost like right. here you go, Wade. Yeah, here's your moment. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was definitely a chance to give Wade his his moment I, I and crazy Carl super to, to show yes. up. Just give, give super me that observant Carl. Carl. Yeah. He um, must have been because I'm pretty sure super observant Carl doesn't have a TV, <laughs> and yet he knew exactly where everybody was. Yeah. Well, and 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 I I'm going to defend Tom, but I'm going to defend cool. him in a in a BQ coming up because I, I have a I have a doozy of a BQ. Um, but we I will say, though, we, we do know, though, that that Tom is pretty good in town because when the power goes out and Wade is trying to figure out what to do, call he's like, well, first, generator, you know, bring it to the, uh, yeah. you know, call so and so down, get the generator, bring right. it to the food place, make sure nothing's but like he he he's is a he capable good? Yeah. Is he good and capable, or is he the only person there with that's a brain? That's the other thing, yeah. Well, right. it, it felt more like that's that's what they right. were depositing, like backwoods Hicktown. And he's, he's, he's the, the smartest one they got. He's the sharpest tool in the shit. That, I've got, that'd um, be, that'd I've got one more rant that could also be a big question. Does anyone have any other rants? Okay. I'm good on my rants. Same way. My my rant we, uh, develops into a big question. Should we transition into look at this cues and see if we can get some big A's? Yeah, let's yeah, let's see if we can answer okay. some of these BQs. Um, can these I, ranty can I go BQs. First? Okay. Um, yeah, you're up. And this is, I'll preface the the question with, how did this movie get a PG thirteen rating when? I'm sorry, a PG rating. PG uh, how did this movie get a PG rating oh. when clearly so many people were brutally incinerated in fiery death on the streets of San Francisco? <laughs> yeah, like, Robotnik a killed lot. a lot of people. The bus? The bus. A lot of yeah, especially the bus that he bus yep. driving on the street all exploded. And mm -hmm. there is legitimately a terrorist attack on San Francisco that centers mm -hmm. on... It, you know, is the the media says is perpetrated by Sheriff Wachowski, and and thousands die. Mm -hmm. There's no mention of this, and he's just allowed to resume his life in Green Hills as the sheriff, no less. Well, not only that, right. but like thousands, none of it ever happened. Thousands. How of people can you unhappen right? that, guys? I have yeah. been telling you this for years <laughs> in my Pixar theory. <laughs> Big government. So, they used you know, magic. I hate to say I told you so. This movie deposits a world in which the government just hides everything. They they bought Tom off at the end for his silence. Yeah. Your, your, your family. 50. To Olive Garden. When you're there, your 50, family. Have you ever had their unending possible? It never, it never ends. ends. Kind of excited about that possible. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I it is. It is. You're right that it it borderlines on a rant because it is so unbelievable. Um, I don't have an answer for you. I, I don't have an answer for you. I, Other than uh, it, just like it, it, it wraps up. There's just too many people to it silence to say yep. that it never happened. Yeah, um, I agree. My my rant slash big Q actually 
yours rolls well into mine okay. and it might help with your answer. Okay. So as I had mentioned before, um, Robotnik is a huge rant of mine. Round two of my Robotnik hate is, is he really the best they got? <laughs> yeah, like, that, we I think that we, was a dig. Handled, that was like such a dig at the government. That was just... We, we send in one army guy to be like, oh, look, the power's out. We need the best of the best. And they have this big table meeting. Guy, he handled where that like, thing oh, in Azerbaijan. No, that's, that's not a real country. It's, you're right. It's not. You can thank Robotnik. You can thank Robotnik. I get it. You're trying to establish he's important and he's smart, but it's like. Yeah, that's right. that was probably like the most cartoony aspect of the of the movie. Like we right. just need an in for Robotnik. So yep. my big question is, is Robotnik really the best they've got? Like, is the government that inept in this world? I will deposit uh, two answers for you. You can take either or you can take neither. Okay. One, Robotnik has manipulated the data, the <laughs> online data, so much that the government truly does believe that. he is the best that they have. Or two, Robotnik, just like uh, he told the army guy he was going to yep. reveal his search history, yep. uh, it has has dirt on them. So those are, those are my two everybody. big A's. I'm going to take them and use them both. Tim Hoshi, I'm just exactly going to say, what he would like, are, you, are you unaware of what we're currently living through? Like, clearly, he is the best that the yes. government has to offer at the moment. <laughs> yes, I'm unaware. <laughs> I'm a suit of armor still. He, his, his, his drone technology was beyond, yeah. was, was beyond did, uh, compare yeah. with any, anything Where else. Where did they get that battery life? I mean. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. It's amazing. amazing. Him. But uh, other than that, like, as a person and as a. As a strategist, uh, not so good. That was the best line of going. That was the (laughs) best line of the movie. Have you ever wondered where your tax dollars are going? That was the best line of the movie. My favorite, my favorite line is where he's like, "Suddenly, you're somebody's best man. (laughs) Wedding's out of town, and who needs time for that shit?" Yeah. Robotnik, for an orphan who's always distanced himself so, from society, he has so he has specific. like a lot of like annoyances with like everyday average so people. Per- <laughs> that was so specific. Um, all right, let me let me let me ask my big question, which was which was almost a rant uh, because it was so unbelievable to me. Is Rachel, you know, Rachel, Rachel was um. What, what was her name? Maddie. Yes. Maddie was the wife, and Rachel right? Rachel was the, her sister. Rachel's Rachel's her sister. Is Rachel racist? Because I, I cannot figure that. out why she does not like Tom. Why she always wants Maddie to divorce Tom. There is there is no reason that those two shouldn't be together. They look like they have a very healthy, strong relationship. Uh, there's the line where Rachel is yep. like, no, I'm going to move for you. I'm going to sacrifice because when I was going to vet school, what did you do? You took a second job to third pay the rent. And what did you tuition. do? You yeah. took a third job to pay my tuition. Tom oh, is a great guy. Tom's a great guy. Rachel, where were you while she was going to school? You're going to sit there and judge Tom. Oh, 
that's why it was almost a rant for me because I was like, Rachel, you don't know a good man from from your hand in front of your face. Um, I have. It was I just, have an Tom answer. was such a good guy. Answer. Um, okay. She she has like she is jealous of their relationship. She has no partner and she's raising a child by herself. And she's taking it out on. Oh, she's taking it out on Tom because clearly they split their time between Green Green Hills and San Francisco, like that. She's there often enough. Like San Francisco is like. There's clearly more to the story that left. And I think if Tom wasn't in Green Hills, they would have already lived in San Francisco, and she would be helping to raise her child. See, it, which would be, you know, where that would have fit in perfectly, like Tom right. explaining that to Sonic when he was right. like, no, Sonic, I'm not leaving Green Go, Hills. Right. I am going because Maddie's lived with me in Green Hills for 20 years. Now Francisco. I'm going to go. Yeah, it's, it's like I will. Um, I will that. say that Rachel had my favorite line of the movie, which was when Jojo was running around like crazy and she was tied up and she said, at least put on my Fitbit, get me some steps. I was like, that that I relate to. That that is the one that hits home to me. Yes, it does. Oh, but it made me so mad how 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 I think how it's much because she, she like sees Tom. that she sees it as an obvious I'm I'm reading a lot into this situation, but I see it as Tom took Maddie away from San Francisco um and like this support system away mm-hmm. from her. Because clearly, clearly the daughter is like very close. How dare to he? And Tom, almost like almost yeah. more so yeah, very than close. than her mother. Yeah, I mean, you could you could definitely see. You know, originally the big question could have been like, Tom, right. why yeah, yeah, yeah. San Francisco? Like, if you want to make a difference, sure, San Francisco is a city, and it has the Golden Gate Bridge, which is probably going to uh, take right. place. It's, it seemed in like in an early ver- movie, earlier version of the movie, um, San Francisco figured much more heavily into the story and then maybe that was a byproduct of like oh wait you know here's a perfect opportunity for the green hill zone you start in green hill zone yeah well rachel i'm addressing you right now in this podcast maybe the reason tom took her to montana is because while she was in veterinary medical school he had to take a second job to pay rent and rent's a lot cheaper out in montana San Francisco and you weren't kicking in and then he took a third job to even pay the tuition so what, what uh, give Tom a chance is you, all I'm saying I'm just trying to think back to like jobs that were available to us like what could he have done as a third job to pay to pay the tuition bill on veterinary school that's insane yeah yeah. Electric company and gas station, because it's veterinary school. We don't know in that. We don't know that she did vet school in Green Hills. Oh, she... she took the dog to yeah, San Francisco been... with her. Yeah, she took Ozzy with her to San Francisco. I assume so that the dog wasn't on the scene right. for the big but bullet also, riddling. Uh, and to avoid the big also, question, is painting Ozzie the house dead? a different color? In and I realize it was like. Mm-hmm. shot up by drones and they're fixing it but it's almost like the house did not really have a feminine touch to it before that i didn't think so 
Oh no, you didn't think so? I thought it had. Yeah, I feel a, like they uh, never intended to stay. Wow. Okay. I know. Right? I was super jealous of that kitchen. Kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> do, do we have any more? Did that? Was, so, um. Tom, yeah, but yeah, Tom was, was definitely oh, from Green Hills because oh, what, there's uh, what, been a whatever uh, his last name. Oh, Kowski. Pr- protecting the town for fifty years, right. which is really just him and his dad. Yeah. Not a huge lineage, but but enough. Enough. If you think of, I mean, technically, it could be him, his dad, and his granddad. Could how, be. How long has he really been a, a, a sheriff? Yeah, I mean, I, I I was gonna say I was gonna say just to make it work, yeah. like twenty years, and his dad was it for thirty years. All right, but I I believe his dad was the police officer there for life, but maybe his grandfather put some time no, in. No, definitely him. not. But his grandfather didn't start there. Yeah. His, his grandfather trans- transferred in. So, yeah. I mean, lineage is lineage, but not the not like, Tom, you're breaking right. six generations of cops. <sighs> you're moving on from where your dad was. Okay. <laughs> you're going to be a real cop. Uh, Any other BQs? I have a couple. I have one left. Um, okay. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll do one because I have a couple. Okay. Um. Sure. Why would yeah. they let yeah. Sonic drive through crowded streets from the sister's house to the, the building? <laughs> Was literally a big question on my list until they asked it in the que- in the in the movie. When Sonic as soon as they drive. asked it in the movie, why did we let Sonic drive? <laughs> I was like, all right, movie, fair enough. You're self-aware. That I won't list that as a big question. But by the time they got to where they were why? going. Yeah. And it was because they that wasn't owed... the truck. <laughs> No, it wasn't. That was that, Rachel's comeuppance. That, that was, I feel and like I they love let him drive just so it would get destroyed <laughs> to give her the comeuppance. They left her tied yeah, to a chair probably. and she had to use the bathroom. That wasn't comeuppance enough? Oh my no. goodness. Apparently not. No. She's still getting her, her, oh yeah, she does she go to the bathroom, bathroom, didn't she? She's still getting her steps. She's still getting oh her steps goodness. done. Tim Hoshi, you got another BQ? I do. I have a very big BQ. Oh, a big BQ. Because it steps out of bounds of the movie a little bit. Okay. So to me, it's a big, big Q. It's a bigger big, Q. It's a big, it's a it's capital Q. <laughs> capital Q. <laughs> <laughs> um, so out of the list of planets that are safe for Sonic, mm-hmm. the mushroom planet mm-hmm. is a safe planet for Sonic. Mm-hmm. And Sonic really hates it. He does. Is the Mushroom Planet a reference? That was one of my questions. Mario is that, is... It was my first thought when I when I saw it. I mean, it's a very right. deliberate decision to go Mushroom World. Was there a mushroom theme? Not that I am planet uh, or or level in so. in any of the Sonics. Nope. Okay, well I mean, then, you might have bounced off a mushroom. I will go maybe. a step further, and yeah. not only is it a, a, a nod to Mario, but a nod to the Mario movie. Because it's like a barren wasteland. Mm-hmm. It's There's nothing alive. It's just it's a barren wasteland mushroom of fungus. fungus. And where we leave the Mario movie yep. is Princess Daisy comes back through the portal, and she's like, Mario and Luigi, we need you. And we never got another adventure. And this is like the desolate wasteland after all life in the Mario movie universe has died. 
and all that's left is fungus. So I just want to be clear. We're depositing a theory in which the Sonic, yes, the Hedgehog movie 2020 yes. is a direct sequel to the 90s Mar- Super Mario Brothers movie. And that somewhere Dr. Robotnik will find the shriveled skeletal uh, remains of not, John Leguizamo. Not the, the remains of John Leguizamo. The, the, the shriveled remains of um, the love interest who gets, like, shot into the side of the wall. Yeah. Oh, she's great. Yeah. They really, <laughs> they really did one over on her. That's right. Instant Talk about fossilization. Those are come up. Yes. Yeah. You know, other, other than um, my favorite visual from every movie, I should probably also include my favorite comeuppance you from do. every movie because I love comeuppance. And that was my big issue in Willow is that... that there are no that, comeuppance? Well, there are comeuppance, but the, there's a guy in Willow who deserved comeuppance and all he <laughs> oh, did was get shit with, in the mouth. Yeah. And he but needed more comeuppance than that. that. He got bird flu from that. So he died. He got his comeuppance. Yeah. That's 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 like, but I needed that <laughs> so in the movie. T- I need to Tim see Hoshi, it. Do you accept? I don't need that off screen. My answer that this is a direct sequel to Sonic the Hedgehog, and that that is the post-apocalyptic world. I do the post-post-apocalyptic world where I the do. Mario Brothers did not go back and save the Mushroom Kingdom, and everybody everybody died, and all that's left is the fungus. Okay. Yep. I I was wondering it myself. Go. I needed confirmation. Thank you very much. It's going to be my OSC system, my on-screen <laughs> comeuppance system. It's going to be a new rating scale I, I do. Uh, I have one last big question. Yep. Where where are the Chaos Emeralds? Sure. Um, I Not even a mention. Yeah, not, not even, even a like, mention. Um, but not even like a, a nod or an Easter egg, nothing. And like, I understand them not doing supersonic. Um, and they, they kind of alluded to supersonic, mm-hmm. like when he jumps back through the ring and it vanishes, he kind of gets covered in the dust and turns yellow for a second. But no reference to the Chaos Emeralds at all. It's it's almost a rant, except that that's not the world that they were building. So, like, where... Yeah. It's like, not the in, world that Sonic's in. And I suppose they could explore it in the, in the sequel, but to not even make a mention or a nod in that post credit scene with Robotnik. Um, no Chaos Emeralds. Where? Mm-hmm. Right, tails. Or with tails. Yeah. I because I, I would tie them to tails coming through. Yeah. I, I thought it was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's possible and maybe it's a plot device they have planned to what Robotnik uses to I come guess. back. Ooh, that's one possible. of the Chaos Emeralds. Because I feel like you know, Sonic was sent to to Earth when he was so that's little true. he and, probably yeah. doesn't even How know does about Tails it? know mm-hmm. who the hell Sonic is. Oh, that was on the border of a big question. Like, he show, Sonic is so important that some creature fox thing that he's never met shows up and is looking for him and has a device that is tuned to his specific energy signature to find him. I, I, I would assume there, I'll take a stab at this. I would assume that... Um, you know, after he used his speed on his island, you know, those, those, uh, what are they, Timoshis? The Knuckles creatures? The Enchidnas. The Enchidnas. I were talking to more than one of me. I was like, it's just my suit of armor, right? Just all of you. Um, I guess I'm plural. And talk I'm talk of there. that power must have spread, you know? Well, that's why the Echidnas were there. And yeah, it's and actually so, and it's been, what, 10 years since, uh, 
about that. Since they, Sonic it's, left, it's unspoken, but it's established he's about fifteen. Yeah, and so you you know you know how uh, how legend grows over time, you know, and then maybe there are quills left over on that island, and and uh, and you know, and yeah, and tails could could use that because he's the tech guy. Perhaps I I was also toying with the idea of tails is detecting the rake signature because i feel like robotnik did the same thing Mm -hmm. because when sonic was shot and he dropped the ring robotnik shows up 20 minutes later saying he detected the signature but sonic wasn't running Hmm. i'm wondering if it's the rings they're tracking interesting i like that these are all great big questions Hopefully they'll be answered in, in the sequel. I'm all down for this. I'm I'm you done. There's a phrase you guys use. I'm all in. I'm no, you're all in. all in. Yeah. Yeah. All sorry. I think all in. I think I think that blood seal's getting a little faded. Yeah. So yeah. I got some ketchup here. We'll let you ketchup? out of here one way or another. Yeah. Is there iron in ketchup? Uh, Wait sh- a minute, what? <laughs> um, I, I guess that brings us to Shades and Sketch Recommendations. Yeah, there you go. Special guest Uh, Tim Hoshi. Tim Hoshi, (laughs) do you have uh, a recommendation uh, or or a plug that you want to make or a recommendation or both? Um, I won't plug because I've been very unfaithful to my own podcast. There's still a back catalog, though, which is very good. There's a back catalog, and and I do very much enjoy Hidden Histories. It's just the... the, the, There's real life. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Working from home is surprisingly difficult. It is. It is. Um, But I do have a recommendation I'd love to share. Um, While you're at home, I'd like to recommend the Seven Deadly Sins manga. Ooh, oh, the, the manga, manga specifically, or or manga, uh, depending upon um, if your you're preference. right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes, if you're yeah. right or wrong. Thank mm-hmm. you, uh, Shades Two Point mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Ooh, the the Two Point part adds the if you're right option. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, specifically, the manga for two reasons. Well, actually, one big reason. Okay. It finished. Oh. Oh, cool. The TV series is in limbo, but the TV series on Netflix is how I discovered it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so just to give you guys a, a quick synopsis, the Seven Deadly Sins were once a group of knights in a region of Britannia. And I don't mean historic Britannia. It's it's completely a fictional scenario, but we do see characters like Merlin and King Arthur. Um, and they were disbanded supposedly after plotting to overthrow the Lion's Kingdom. Um, their supposed defeat came at the hands of the Holy Knights, but rumors are continuing to persist that they're alive. And the series goes through the seven deadly sins themselves and some of their backstory, which is really a full circle continuation of their, their lives. And it's just, it's a fabulous, fabulous uh, TV series. The movie was okay. The second season was a little rushed, um, but absolutely loved uh, the manga. And I highly suggest reading it. Yeah, I enjoyed the series. So I will definitely give the manga a shot. There you go. Seven Deadly Sins. 
Yeah. There you go. And there's also a um a game on the Play Store for it too now if you're oh, a big cool. fan. It follows the whole storyline. The manga line or the show line? Um so far uh the show line. Cool. And it all the original voice actors came together for it. Oh nice. I love when they do that. I do too. So that's my rec. Very good. Shane, you got a rec for us this Uh, this week? I do. Uh, And so I'm trying to recommend things that will last you. Uh, And Mm -hmm. so here's my recommendation. Um, And if if you guys have have seen this, feel free to chime in. Uh, There is a a special on Netflix, Oh Hello, uh, starring uh, George St. Giegland and Gil Faison, Charmed, I'm sure, uh, which is John Mulaney and... Uh, Nick Kroll uh, Broadway show that they did parodying Martin Short and Steve Martin's An Evening You Will Forget for the Rest of Your Life, which Mm -hmm. is a tour that they did. Um, And they play octogenarians who are talking about their their lives um, as a legendary, legendary, quote unquote, playwright and uh, a Tony Award viewing actor. Uh, and they have created a podcast to continue this story that they're perpetuating, that they're releasing right now. And it's uh, Oh Hello, the podcast and or Die Town, uh, which is this, this story, their relationship, they're going through the events uh, led up to, quote unquote, going through the events that led up to the uh, death of... Diana Princess of Wales, the podcast. Um, and I find the best way to watch Oh Hello, the um, special the, is interspersed in 10 minute chunks of watching uh, Steve Martin and Martin Shorts. And even you will soon forget for the rest of your life back to back. And then when you're finished with that, listening to the podcast of Oh Hello and or Die Town uh, and it's just so fun because uh, Melania and Kroll are so good off each other. These characters are fantastic. And the way in which they parody podcasts and podcast culture is so smart, so brilliant, and so amazing. Uh, they've even roped uh, Ira Glass and Sarah Koenig in on it. And they've gotten permission to quote unquote steal and use the serial podcast music and also <laughs> the Crime Town <laughs> podcast music. Um, and in the middle of an interview they're doing with someone, like they had John Oliver, and they asked, you know, if if uh, Princess Diana were alive today, would Brexit have happened? And John and John Oliver is about to give this amazing answer, and they cut to fake commercials that they just record. <laughs> Over, <laughs> over the answer for ridiculous things like uh, Subway or Quiznos or um, Bic pens or just ridiculous things, and I cannot recommend it more. I love listening to it. Um, Nick Kroll and John Mulaney are fantastic, and these characters that they've created for themselves are perfect representations of um, of parodies of like steve martin martin short and quote unquote um steven spiel i look like steven spielberg if he hadn't made any money gil Faison, <laughs> charmed i'm sure <laughs> and so i will recommend the oh hello universe and by proxy steve martin and martin short a night you will forget for the rest of your life there you go all right 
I guess it's my turn. Sketch, what do you got? What's your recommendation? My recommendation, it's good. It's it's good that um shades is will will take you a little while because mine you're gonna have to wait until this is all over. Oh no. Um, my recommendation is that could be a long time sketch. It could be, but we Something have to, to look way forward. Yeah, to. we have to look forward to things. So uh, my recommendation is going on a good old fashioned American road trip because <laughs> this movie really do that. This movie not leave the car. Yeah, that's the issue. This movie, really, like when when they're traveling right. from Montana to uh, San Francisco, I was getting all the goosebumps. I was remembering some of my trips out in the open road and there's nothing like it. And if 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 you're someone who who flies to all your destinations, make it a point to do a, a road trip because it's a completely different way to travel. Uh, you experience a lot more local, average, like in the good way, average culture, like uh, just of the average American person, and uh, you'll see some pretty amazing stuff and make some really fantastic memories. So I think find a destination you want to you want to go to route a a a, 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 a well a route that you want to go uh while you're you're sitting at home not doing much and then once this all blows over get in the car gas it up and go and uh you can listen to oh hello the podcast while you yeah. drive or geeking out with shades and or geeking out with shades and or, or hidden histories. histories plenty of time so but you gotta uh, wait because otherwise, once you get to where you're going, you're just gonna have to turn around and go home. Yeah, it's, I don't know if I've talked about this car. on the on the podcast yet, but I I was supposed to. We we had a another road trip planned for this this upcoming summer. No idea if that's gonna happen. I really hope it will, but who knows at this point. Um, but I'm I'm also excited to get back on the road and do stuff because once things open back up they're going to need business. Yes. And, and uh, people going back, back out there and back into things. So um, I'm like double anxious to get back out on the road. So there you go. My recommendation, good old American road trip. All I'd right. love to take one one day. You should. Even a short one. Even, Even a short one. We're ta- toying about doing one uh, now mm-hmm. and just bringing our tent and camping. Sure. There you go. Just, yeah, you just can do that. seeing what there is to see. Yeah. There's some amazing things to see out in this country. Or I'm sure your country, wherever you're from. Wherever it is that you're listening from, yeah. longtime listeners. But we're we're in America and I've I'm up to forty five of our fifty states. Wow. I got five more to do. Look at that. Three of them are gonna be the summer, but uh just we'll gonna see. call you the road warrior. Yeah. Does fun. Canada count as a state? Because no. I've been to three no. then. No, but it then, does not. But that's great. <laughs> um, it yeah, was back when it was essentially a state because you could just cross the border. Yeah, back when it was easier. Yeah. It's get going across the border isn't the hard part. It's coming back. That's that's difficult. Yeah, you gotta prove it. Yep. You gotta prove it, Tim Hoshi. Not not back then. <laughs> um and guys, anything anything you want to take with you from uh, Tim Hoshi? Anything you want to take from Sonic the Hedgehog? There has to be. Well, those rings I tripped on. I'm taking one of those rings and I'm going back to 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 where I belong that, with it. That, that is fair. Like you finally have a way back. That is. I yeah. I I'm not spending any. No offense. 
more time in the GoCo. Everything echoes in there. I can't take the sound anymore. Well, we appreciate the sacrifice, uh, but uh, I think at this point, it's okay to let the DCEU crumble. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we needed a pure soul. Because it just Ouch. didn't work out. <laughs> you did. Oh. It was a good effort. Good effort. It, good effort, it was good a, effort Timothy. It was a good effort that I didn't originally want to be part of. No. That's okay. It just... It, you just drag me through the gate. I've been trapped in this armor all this time, and all for nothing. All for nothing. Yeah, yeah, I'm immortal. Shades, anything you want to bring with you from the Sonic franchise? I am going to take this heavily, heavily, barely running, but oh so beautiful Toyota Tacoma. Mm. Let the wind blow through your air. Toyota half top. To- you Toyota could, half top. You could use that on a good old American road trip. I, I plan yeah. to. And yeah. I think it's got a lot of miles left in it. That absolutely does. Good old fashioned road trip. The damage it, it took was all run. superficial. All su- yeah. Who needs a radio or electrical system yeah. or yeah. windshields, doors? You didn't, you didn't used to need those things. It's time yeah. to get back to our roots. There you go. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Sketch, you going to take anything with you? Well, I'll tell yeah, you. What are you taking? I'll tell you. The government would like me to take this $50 gift card to Olive Garden for my silence, but <laughs> the sketch theory will not go down. <laughs> so instead, <laughs> instead, I'm going to take this latte with steamed Aust- Austrian goat milk because I love the way you make them. <laughs> You know, um, <laughs> if we were more with it, we probably would have taken that Sonic Quill to power the Goku. Would have been smart. I guess would we'll have just been keep smart. Have perpetual power anyway. I guess we'll just have to keep burning four sensitive trees. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yep. <laughs> that would have been the smart bet, but uh, I'm I'm happy with my decision. I don't even like lattes, but it's <laughs> gonna say. Don't you not drink coffee? Actually, I've been getting into iced lattes because they're basically adult milkshakes. Basically, yeah. Um, you get you kind of get funny looks if you walk around town with like a full milkshake <laughs> as a thirty in their thirties year old man. But like no one bats an eye at an iced latte, and oh, it's like that. the same thing. Everyone, it's just a little thinner. I love that. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Just a side thought. I know I can't have them, but did those wings you guys ordered ever come? Oh, hey, you know, still waiting on those wings. We are still waiting on those wings. The service it seems to happen to you guys a lot is terrible. To be fair, this is not their. P- oh, we just we just lost you again. Gone again. We just lost you again. What the hell? I bet that was the best comment too. I bet we'll never know what he was going to say. You, you know what? You should keep it that way and just have the sound of the rings scattering <laughs> like he got hit by something. <laughs> Still nothing. Still nothing. Just just unplug it and finish that way. Just... Oh, hello? <laughs> oh, yeah, we got oh, hello. you. We got you. I'm, I'm back, everybody. I think you're on your speakers. Okay. Yeah, I know I am. Oh, okay. Um, what, what was What was that last bit? I don't even remember. <laughs> Longtime listeners, write in with the end of Sketch's thought. It's probably government something. 
<laughs> Sketch is slowly turning into one of those uh like freedom fighter militia militiaists who who aren't like quote unquote we're not plotting to take down the government. We're just we're just ready if they come for us. Blame blame Pixar. That's <laughs> where it all started for me. <laughs> I uh I hate to cut you guys short, but I'm gonna use one of these rings now. Um oh. I'd really like to get Thanks back. for joining yeah. us, Tim Hoshi. Thank- oh, Tim Hoshi, social distancing since episode 15. <laughs> is um is that blue guy around? He's got to show me how these rings work. I'll uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Think, think of should I think about the gate then and I get my body back? We'll see you next time, guys. Next time. Bye. If you'd like to take a more active role in supporting Geeking Out, visit us at patreon.com slash shadesandsketch. Our website is shows.acast.com slash geekingout. You can email the show at gowithshadesandsketch at gmail.com or contact us through Facebook or Twitter. Geeking Out is a production of Tree Cave Creative, LLC. All rights reserved, 2020.